a man buried alive, nailed down in his coffin for four terrible years. His Siberian experiences are graphically narrated in a volume to which he gave the name of Recollections of a Dead House, 1858. It was known in an English translation as Buried Alive in Siberia. His release only subjected him to fresh indignities as a common soldier at Semipalatinsk, but in 1858, through the intercession of an old schoolfellow, General Todleben, he was made an under-officer, and in 1859, upon the accession of Alexander II, he was finally recalled from exile. In 1858 he had married a widow, Madame Isseev, but she died at St. Petersburg in 1867, after a somewhat stormy married life. After herding for years with the worst criminals, Dostoevsky obtained an exceptional insight into the dark and seamy side of Russian life. He formed new conceptions of human life, of the balance of good and evil in man, and of the Russian character. Psychological studies have seldom, if ever, found a more intense form of expression than that embodied by Dostoevsky in his novel called crime and punishment. The hero, Raskolnikov, is a poor student who is led on to commit a murder partly by self-conceit, partly by the contemplation of the abject misery around him. Unsurpassed in poignancy in the whole of modern literature is the sensation of compassion evoked by the scene between the self-tormented Raskolnikov and the humble street-walker Sonia, whom he loves, and from whom, having confessed his crime, he derives the idea of expiation. Raskolnikov finally gives himself up to the police and is exiled to Siberia, whither Sonia follows him. The book gave currency to a number of ideas, not in any sense new, but specially characteristic of Dostoevsky. The theory, for instance, that in every life, however fallen and degraded, there are ecstatic moments of self-devotion. The doctrine of purification by suffering, and by suffering alone. And the ideal of a Russian people forming a social state at some future period, bound together by no obligation save mutual love and the magic of kindness. In this visionary prospect, as well as in his objection to the use of physical force, Dostoevsky anticipated in a remarkable manner some of the conspicuous tenets of his great successor, Tolstoy. The book electrified the reading public in Russia upon its appearance in 1866, and its fame was confirmed when it appeared in Paris in 1867. To his remarkable faculty of awakening reverberations of melancholy and compassion, as shown in his early work, Dostoevsky had added, by the admission of all, a rare mastery over the emotions of terror and pity. But such mastery was not long to remain unimpaired. Crime and punishment was written when he was at the zenith of his power. His remaining works exhibit frequently a marvellous, tragic, and analytic power, but they are unequal and deficient in measure and in balance. The chief of them are the injured and the insulted, the demons, both in 1867, the idiot, 1869, the adult, 
1875, the brothers Karamazov in 1881. From 1865, when he settled in St. Petersburg, Dostoevsky was absorbed in a succession of journalistic enterprises in the Slavophile interest and suffered severe pecuniary losses. He had to leave Russia in order to escape his creditors and to seek refuge in Germany and Italy. He was further harassed by troubles with his wife, and his work was interrupted by epileptic fits and other physical ailments. It was under such conditions as these that his most enduring works were created. He managed finally to return to Russia early in the seventies, and was for some time director of The Russian World. From 1876 he published a kind of review entitled Carnet du Ecrivain, to the pages of which he committed many strange autobiographical...